Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. excited that you're tuning in on this incredible Sunday and if you're a mom you're out there you're watching right now I just want to take a moment to honor you to tell you how grateful we are for your life grateful for everything that you do you make an incredible difference in this world and I hope that today you feel loved that today you feel cherished and that you have a beautiful beautiful day with your loved ones and I'm excited to be sharing today we have been going uh, through a series through the book of Daniel right how to stand in a world that is falling and I don't know about you but it really has helped my life it's brought so much wisdom to my life and I really hope it's done the same for you that it has encouraged you that it has helped your life in this season and we're excited today we're gonna continue we're actually finalizing this series today today we're gonna finish with part four and so I hope you're ready for this we've seen incredible things in this past few weeks the first week we talked about um, purpose being purposed in our lives week two we talked about peace week three we talked about perseverance how do we persevere in life and i'm excited today to be speaking out of chapter five so if you brought your bibles uh, if you have them there with you take them out follow along we're gonna read a few verses it's actually a long chapter but we're gonna um, make it quick and explain everything that chapter five means for us and for our lives and so if you didn't have if you don't have your bible with you just follow along on the screen daniel chapter five we're gonna begin on verse one and this is what it says it says king belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them while belshazzar was drinking his wine he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. So the king and his nobles, his wives, his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace it says the king watched the hand as it wrote his face turned pale and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking there was a crazy vision and he was just so afraid and if you keep going a little bit down to verse 22 daniel is called in to tell the king what this whole thing means and he he starts explaining to him and in verse 22 this is what daniel says it says but you belshazzar his son have not humbled yourself though you knew all this instead you have set yourself up against the lord of heaven you had the goblets from his temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. Here's what these words mean. Mene means God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel means you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez means your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. 
Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius, the Mede, took over the kingdom at the age of 62. Incredible story, crazy story. I believe that out of these verses, we can learn something for our lives today. I want to talk to you from this message that I have titled, The Writing on the Wall. Come on, I want you to say it with me. The writing on the wall. Tell it to the person next to you, to your pet. Say it back to me if you're by yourself. The writing on the wall. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you so much, Jesus. God, we thank you that in your word we find everything that we need. That your word is a lamp unto our feet, God, that we can learn today. So we pray that, God, that we would have open eyes and open ears to see, know everything that you're trying to speak into our lives. God, that at the end of this message, God, we will become wiser, closer to you, Jesus. Help us, bless us, be with us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, the other day, Alex received a phone call from his sister, right? His sister has a daughter. Her name is Penny. It's a little niece. She's four years old. She is crazy. She's crazy. And his sister called him and said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go pick up Penny from the daycare because her, her school caught on fire. I mean, this is a crazy, scary phone call to get. And so we're closer to the place. And Alex said, of course, we're going to go pick up Penny. We go, we get her. Everyone, thankfully, is fine. We bring her home, right? I, I have her in my room while I'm folding some laundry. She's watching TV. Eventually, Penny gets tired of just watching TV. She gets up. She starts just kind of just wandering around my room. And she walks into the bathroom. And suddenly, she finds the makeup. Now, Penny, she is crazy, like I said. She has this fiery personality. She wants what she wants when she wants it. And she is a girly girl. So she's found the jackpot. She loves makeup. I love makeup. She's found a pile of it. And so she can barely reach, but she's trying to grab everything. She doesn't want me to bother her. She is in the zone. And then um, I go back to doing what I was doing. And in a little bit later, I just realize that she goes into my closet and she's bringing a little stepladder. She looks at me and she tells me, I need it. She goes to the bathroom and of course I go after her. I'm chasing her. I'm trying to make sure that she's okay. And as she steps on the ladder, I'm trying to help her. She looks at me. She's like, I, I don't need your help. You, I, I got this. She gets on. She starts just playing with everything else. I leave. And she only calls me when she needs some help. I'm trying to help her. I'm trying to give her directions. I'm trying to tell her, Penny, pink blush does not go on your eyebrows. She doesn't want to hear it. Later on, she calls me. She's screaming. Whatever she needs me to open another container. Finally, when she gets bored, she calls me. She needs help getting off the ladder. And I realized, Penny, she, she's crazy. She wants to do things her way. And watching my four-year-old niece, it reminded me of the attitude that a lot of us can have in life. The attitude that you and I can so many times have in our lives. An attitude that says, I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. I want things done my way. I don't need help. I don't need anybody. I got this. I'm able all on my own. This is all about me. We see this kind of attitude in the verses we just read. And we realize that we all have this tendency, you and I have this tendency to live self-centered, selfish lives. And this tendency really is rooted in pride. Come on, we really don't like talking about 
pride. This isn't a message where you hear pride and everybody saying amen, but it's a message that you and I need to hear today because pride, it makes a difference in our lives. So I want you, if you're watching right now, just don't stop listening right now. I want you to pay attention because so many times we may be dealing with this and we're in denial about it. I really believe that God has a word for us today regarding pride because pride it disguises itself as a harmless emotion. Pride tells us it's, it's fine, it's no big deal. But the reality is that pride it blocks our hearing from the voice of God. Pride removes wisdom from our lives. And I believe that we have all been here before. Come on, if we can be real today, you and I have experienced pride in our lives before. Our career, we don't need anyone. We think we're self-made. Come on, we think I've built all of this. I got this. I've come a long way. And the more stable we find ourselves, the more independent we tend to become from God. The more stable we find ourselves, the more we begin to think that maybe I don't need God. Maybe I, I've created all of this on my own. We go chasing after titles, money, possessions, titles, careers, and really we can spend the rest of our lives just trying to pursue things that really do not matter. And don't get me wrong, I, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to do better in life, to achieve certain things. The problem you and I face, the problem you and I have is that it's easy to become self-sufficient rather than God-dependent. It is easy to become self-sufficient rather than God-dependent. Come on. It's easy to find ourselves in a place where instead of giving God the honor, we begin to honor ourselves. Where instead of saying, God, you are so good. You're so great. Thank you for allowing me to build this. Thank you for giving me the ability to succeed at this. That we actually begin to say, look at me. I'm so good. I'm so great. I am self-made. I got this. I came from nothing and look at everything I have built. The moment we begin to have this mentality is the moment we begin to take the place of God in our lives. And this is a dangerous place to be in. We need to be careful, but I have good news for us today. I want you to know that we don't have to live our lives independent from God. That we don't have to live lives self, just thinking that we are everything, that, that we have everything under control. I want you to know today. That if we learn to live in awareness, we can conquer independence. If you and I learn to live in awareness of God, his goodness, his faithfulness, then we can conquer independence. And we need to break off with this idea that independence, it's a bad thing. That independence, that dependence is something forced. That depending on something or someone is something that is forcing us to be there. It might be like that with people, with certain situations, circumstances, but not when it comes to God. Because when we find dependence on God, then we can really experience freedom. To depend on God is to find freedom. Reminds me of little kids, teenagers, right? They don't have to worry about paying bills. They don't have to worry about food on their table. They don't have to worry about uh, to have clothes on their back. Everything is provided to them. The only thing they have to do really is obey the rules, follow directions, because they are dependent on the source. And it is the same thing for you and for me. The moment we become dependent on God, on the source, the moment we become dependent on his goodness, his wisdom, his word, is the moment you and I will find true freedom. But if we are independent from God, then we will become slaves to the world. 
We will become slaves to our money, to our careers, to our titles, to our followers. To live independent from God is to be a slave to the world. But true dependence on God gives us freedom. And what's happening in these verses we just read, Daniel is now explaining to the king what this vision means. And chapter 5 actually mirrors chapter 4, right? It's, it's a parallel of each other. And the central theme of both of these chapters is pride. I'm just going to tell you quickly what chapter 4 is all about. King Nebuchadnezzar is the one that's ruling this kingdom at this time. And he has this dream, this vision. And he calls Daniel because no one can tell him what this vision means. Daniel goes over and he tells him, listen, what's happening here is that this vision is telling you a warning. It's telling you what is going to happen because you have not honored God. This is what's going to happen because you have not acknowledged that heaven rules. That is literally what it says on the word I love, that you have not acknowledged that heaven rules. Everything that Daniel says come to pass, he loses everything, and it isn't until he finally humbles himself to God that he, his life is restored. And then fast forward a few kings later, now King Belshazzar is in the same situation. He's having the party of the century. He is drinking, they're probably dancing, they're forgetting about everything, they're um, worshiping different gods. He even calls the goblets, the cups from uh, the temple in Jerusalem that were holy for them to be able to drink out of them. He turns something that was holy into something unholy. And in the middle of that, he sees a hand. A hand appears on the wall and it begins to write a message and he is in panic. He is afraid. Have you ever faced fear in your life? When your knees kind of shake, you don't know you're about to pass out. King Belshazzar probably had to grab a seat because he was about to faint and I don't blame him. If you see a hand begin to write on the wall, you're just, you're going to be like, what is happening here? And he calls people to try to tell him what this means. No one can. So the queen, who was actually believed to be his mom, she had witnessed some things before. She tells him, go, go get Daniel. Daniel is the only one that can tell you what this means. Daniel comes to the palace and he's been here before. Come on, he, he, he knows I've been in this situation before. I know exactly what is happening. And before he tells him what it means, he recounts chapter 4 to King Belshazzar. And that's what we read. He first tells him, you have not honored God. You've seen this. You've dismissed it. And now this is the message for you. And so he gives him these words, mene, mene, tekel, parson. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. This is what the words mean. It says that mene means God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. It literally means numbered. Tekel means you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. This word literally means weighed. The last one is Parson or Paris. It means your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persian. This word really means divided. This is the message. He's saying this vision is telling you it's a warning sign of what is to come because of the pride that has entered your life. And I believe that in these verses, in this message that was given thousands of years ago, you and I can learn something today. That out of these verses, you and I can really learn the danger of pride in our lives. What can happen in our lives if we allow pride to enter into our hearts? I really think that we can pick up a few things of how we should live our lives. 
to fight off independence, to fight off pride. The first thing that I think we need to do is that we need to live with urgency and purpose. Come on, urgency and purpose because our days are numbered. That's right, you and I have a set amount of time here on earth. And the moment we realize that, the moment you and I understand that our time is limited, is the moment that we will begin to live life differently. I really believe that sometimes whatever we have a large amount of, a large resource of, whatever we have a lot of that we tend to misuse, we tend to waste it. But if we have something and the resource is limited, then we, can, we become a little wiser in how we use it, right? If you're having your cheat meal and you've been eating clean all week, finally get to have that sweet, you finally get to have that burger, you will make this count. You're going to savor every bite. Come on, you're going to take care of it. You're going to say, I'm not going to have this for another week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really take advantage of this moment. Some of us get paid on a Friday. We pay our bills. Right, and whatever X amount of money is left, we still got a week and a half left to the next time we get paid, we pinch every penny. When we have limited resources, we really learn to manage and take care of what we have well. This is true in our lives as well. I believe that that pride itself says this fake idea that we can live on our own terms, this fake idea that we somehow have this this control over our lives, that we are in control, this sense of power, and it is a lie because our days, our days are numbered. And this leads us to live a self-centered life instead of a life that is centered on Jesus. Pride removes wisdom from our lives. Since we think we're in control, then we don't realize that we have been sent here on earth with an assignment, that we have been created on purpose with a purpose. If you're watching this right now, you were created on purpose. You were created with a purpose. You may not know it yet. You may not been able to have identified it yet. But if you stay close to Jesus, if you stay close to God, if you continue on this journey, you'll realize and understand that there is an assignment placed on your life. That we're not here to take up space. That we're not here to just simply just take up oxygen. That there is an assignment on our lives. And that is to bring God the glory. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to work for church. Right there, wherever it is that God has you, whatever it is that you are doing, you can bring God the glory with the way that you live. What you do with your life. Are you taking all the credit or are you pointing your life back to Jesus? There's an assignment on your life. Our days are numbered. We need to learn and identify how do we live a life that honors God. Hear me today, pride is a wisdom killer. Pride comes to tell us that we're gaining something. Pride, it, it pushes pride, it, it takes away pride, it really takes from you. It makes you feel that maybe you're gaining respect, maybe you're gaining admiration, but while you're doing that, you really are losing. I've experienced this in my own life. I don't know if you've experienced uh, what happens when pride enters into our life, but there's a close relationship in my life, a close relationship that um, has been damaged because of pride. It's been 20 years since this happened and this relationship is just not going anywhere because of pride. Maybe you're watching this today and you can relate to this. 
Maybe there is a relationship in your life that you say, Diana, because I have a lot of pride in my life. Now this relationship is destroyed. I thought I needed to put my foot down. I thought I needed to get my way. I thought I couldn't forgive. I thought I had to get my way always. And because of that, this relationship is broken. Let me tell you something. Pride comes to take from you. It comes to take your peace. It comes to take your joy. It comes to take your relationships. But not only does it take from you, it takes from people around you. Because this relationship not only took from that person, but it took from me. It took the relationship that God had intended for us to have. It took love, memories. It took so many things. Is pride robbing you of incredible things in your life right now? What is pride robbing you of? What is it taking from your life? I want to tell you today, this is not the way that we have to live. If we understand our days, our number, we will live differently. I tell you this today only to tell you that, hey, God's not telling us our days are numbered to put fear in our hearts, but to put wisdom in our lives. Psalm 90, chapter 12, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That is the prayer that I have today for me and for you, that God will teach us to number our days so we can have a heart of wisdom and not be just following, chasing things that don't really matter in life. So number one, we need to live with urgency and purpose because our days are numbered. But number two, we need to live by quality and not by quantity because our life is weighed. The Bible says that God weighs the king's life and it comes up wanting. It comes up short. It is lacking. This is what, what's happening in the life of the king. And I think the message here for us is that in light of our days being number, what we do with our lives and how we choose to live our lives really matters and it makes a difference. If God were to weigh our lives today, would our lives be balanced? I mean, is everything that he's given you, that he's entrusted you with, everything you're responsible for, is everything in its right place? The family he's given you, your career, your finances, your time, your service, your mind, your heart, your soul. Is everything perfectly balanced? I would dare say that it isn't. I know it isn't in my life. I know it's easy to find ourselves in a place where we're all over the place sometimes, right? We need to be careful because pride, it tells us that we have to go after more. Pride tells us we need to attain, we need to get more. Because the more I have, the more I can find ego, the more I can grow, the more I can feel better than everybody else. If I get that, that title, if I pursue that career, if my business gets to this level, if my family looks like this, if I have this kind of car, this kind of house, then I will have everything that I need my life will be good. Pride tells you the more is better. But God comes to tell us it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality of your life. What are you doing with your life? Daniel tells the king, you have all this power, you have all this wealth, and yet you're lacking. You're lacking in godliness. You're lacking in morals. You're lacking in value. You're lacking in the things that truly matter in our lives. Whatever you're in pursuit of today, if God is not at the center, your life is always going to be wanting. Nothing in your life will make sense apart from God. You can have everything you've always desired to have. You can be chasing whatever it is that you're chasing right now. But if God is not at the center of that, your life will never make sense. My life will never make sense because we were created to live dependent of God. 
Some of us, we've been chasing a career. We've been chasing money and titles. But when was the last time that we sat around the dinner table with our family? Some of us, our schedules are busy. We come home late because we're building this empire, this dream we've had. But when was the last time we were able to put our kids to bed, to pray with them, to pray for them? When was the last time we had time to spend with our spouses? Some of us were too caught up in our bank account. How much money do we have? How much money can I get? But when was the last time that we used those resources to bless somebody else? When was the last time that we used those resources to make sure that the word of God continues to move forward, to build the kingdom of God? Some of us, our schedules are packed between our office, our businesses, between our meetings, and our kids are in 20 different sports, and we think this is good, but when was the last time that you had to spend with your family and pour into their lives and teach them and guide them and lead them? They need you more than they need your money. You need them more than you need your career or your title. So my challenge for us today is can we take a moment to weigh our lives? Are our lives wanting? Are they lacking? And if they're lacking, how do we pursue after the things that really matter in life? The day we die, our money isn't coming with us. Our money, somebody else is going to spend it. You're not even, not even going to know it. But the time you spend building something that will last the test of time is really what matters. God doesn't care how much money is in your bank account if you've forgotten your family. God doesn't care what you're doing right now pursuing a title or a career if you've forgotten him and place him first in our lives. Matthew 6, chapter 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If we follow after God, if he is the number one hope, desire of our lives, he will make sure we never lack a good thing. Everything else will fall into place once God is number one in our lives. So number one, we need to live uh, with urgency and purpose. Number two, we need to live by quality, not quantity. And number three, we need to act now. We need to stop ignoring the warning signs. The, the last word literally means divided. God is telling King Belshazzar, your kingdom has been divided because you've lived apart from me. Because you've lived a prideful life. Because you've lived a life that it's all about self and has not acknowledged God, right? And it came as a warning to him of what was going to happen with his kingdom. Your kingdom will be divided. You're going to lose everything you thought you built simply because I wasn't number one in your life. You were chasing the wrong thing. Warning signs are not to be ignored. Warning signs come to stop us and make us think. Come on, we have to be careful that we that we stop ignoring the writing on the wall. For some of us, there's a big giant writing on the wall right now and we've been ignoring it for way too long. It's come on the way of a message. It's come on the way of a video of someone speaking into our lives. God himself has spoken into our hearts and we keep ignoring the writing on the wall. But just like we wouldn't run over a red light, a stop sign, it's the same way we need to stop the moment that God has a warning for our lives. Warning signs, they, they come to get our attention. They come to tell us, you need to wake up now. You need to stop, you need to listen. 
not because I want to bring destruction upon your life, but because I want to show you there is another way to live. I want to show you there is more for your life. I don't want to show, I don't want to uh, tell you to keep going or not stop you and then you end up on a dead end. Some of us are headed to a dead end right now. So the word of God comes to tell us, you need to act now. You need to make a decision today. You need to weigh your life. You need to take a moment where you take a look at your life and decide how you will, how you're going to spend the rest of it. What are you going to do with your life? He's speaking to us. Are you listening? Are you listening to his voice? Some of us, we've allowed pride in our hearts. Some of us, you've been hearing what I'm saying and you know that's you. You can say, Diana, I've been chasing the wrong thing. I've been chasing everything that does not matter in life. Today is your chance. Today is a day of the writing on the wall. Today, God is saying, come on, you have another opportunity to make things right, to really live out the purpose that I have for your life. But some of you may be watching right now and you can say, Diana, that sounds amazing, but I don't know this God. I don't have a relationship with God. You're telling me to keep God at the center, but the reality is, is that I don't, I don't know who this God is. I'm glad you're watching today because this was a sign from heaven to you to tell you God loves you, to tell you God is on your side, to tell you that God wants to do something beautiful in your life, that there is a purpose for your life. Today, God is telling you, I love you and I love you so much that I was able to send my son, Jesus, from heaven to take your place on the cross. That today, today God is saying, I, I know we've, I know you've made mistakes. You and I were sinners and we couldn't pay for that price of sin over our lives. And so this is the reason why God sent his one and only son to take our place. To say, I, I love you. I want a good life for you. I want a life of purpose for you. So if you're watching right now and you are tired of following the wrong things, money can't do it. Relationships can't do it. A title can't do it. You're not satisfied. You're not going anywhere. You feel like you're in this wheel that you're never getting out of. It's never ending. It's because God is missing from your life. And today, God is welcoming you. And he's telling you, if you say yes to follow me, if you receive me and accept me in your heart, then you're going to live a life of purpose. So I'm going to take a moment. I just want to pray with you. I'm going to say a prayer if that's you. If you want to say yes to God today, if you want to say yes to Jesus, all I'm going to ask you to do is just say this prayer with me. And all you're doing with this prayer is just opening up your heart to Jesus. It's saying, hey, I'm down to go on this journey with you. So if that's you right there where you are, why don't you uh, repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for taking my place on the cross. I believe that you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and that you resurrected. Come into my life. Make me new. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate every single person that made that decision. If you're watching right now, you made that decision. I want to congratulate you on the best decision of your life. And we want to be part of this journey. If you can, just send a text message. Just say, decided to 33222. We want to send you a Bible. It is absolutely free. It's a gift from us to you because we want you um, to know that there's so much more for your life. For the rest of us, we love you so much. We miss you. And I really hope that after this message, you take some time with God, apart from the noise, the busyness of life, and really let's evaluate our lives. 
And let's ask God to help us gain a heart of wisdom so that we can live lives that make a difference, so that we can live lives that matter, so that we can live lives that follow after the things that really make a difference in life and that we can give him glory. We love you. We pray that you have the best week ever. Have the best day and we'll see you next Sunday. Take care. We hope you enjoyed that incredible message. I have loved the book of Daniel. I don't know about you, but it's been amazing. Hey, if today you started a relationship with God, we would love to get in touch with you. In fact, we have a free Bible to send your way. Absolutely free. It's a Bible that's going to help you. So text the word DECIDED to 33222 and we will send you a Bible. And I know it's going to help you on this journey that we're all on following Jesus. I'm excited because next week we start a brand new series called Mastermind. Come on, we're going to start a brand new series and I believe it's going to help all of us as we learn to master our mind, especially in these times that we are in. We love you very much. Growth Track is happening Sundays at 3 p.m. Make sure you're a part of that as well. We love you, church. Can't wait to see you. Stay in tune this week to Calvary Miami on Instagram for all that is going on in our church. We love you. Have a blessed week. Take care.